Welcome to the season finale. Well, kind of was the season finale before, but the epilogue of the first season. And I will send you off into the void of nothingness, the in-between state, with a little handshake about the Yule. So I will tell you a story about Christmas and about Santa and about consumption and <laughs> corruptness and all that juicy stuff, yeah? Um, but first I want to thank you all for participating in this first season. It was my intention to do 11 episodes as the first season and then another 11 as the second season. In the second season first I had intended for to be collaborations between me and other people. And that is actually scratched. I thought that was going to be, but I thought wrong. And I even scheduled and even recorded some. Um, but it just turns out that's not the case. So you're going to continue to hear more of me. <laughs> Yay! But we're going to focus more so on, uh, well, the journey as it comes and as it goes, just as I've already done. The natural evolution and topics at hand will be... Well, for now, empowerment, self-empowerment, self-healing, self-awareness, and life, right? In general, life about relationships, about vocations, about passion, and... I just know that I have to naturally flow out of my essence the way I do because that's the way I work and coming to that acceptance is a big part of my self-love journey so I'm sharing this with you right now because I want to give my gratitude for you you know tagging along in this journey and going deeper with me into the abyss of the unknown and of the known because sometimes things need to be repeated so that we might learn what actually happens um, so the next uh, episode and the next season will actually be up very soon. I have recorded almost all of it and I'm just going to record the last part of it and then I'll send it up maybe next week actually. Meanwhile, I'm going to give you this edited version of my epilogue and I hope you enjoy it. This was recorded at the end of October 2019 and it's all about like I said Christmas and the holy days and well I'm kind of (laughs) in the middle of a perch while I'm recording this so I'm uh I'm like going off about everything (laughs) so I just want you to sit back and enjoy if you want to know more about uh, me and who I am who I actually am feel free to follow me on Facebook. I just recently started a Facebook page and it's Ava and I and I will link it below. Or you can sign up and you can sign up for the subscription of the newsletter that comes out on a monthly basis with intuitive readings about the month to come it ties in with astrology numerology but more so just a collective reading of what we're going through and there you can also find several discounts and offerings as a gift from me to you
And of course, on my website, you'll find all about the services that I offer. And you'll find all about my presentation, you know, the short of who I am. I will, however, on my Facebook page soon put up some more information. So you'll find it there. And until next time we'll talk, I want to give you a happy, 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 happy new year. Wish you an amazing new new decade, right? And new year. Here comes the jolly 20s. Here comes the happy times. Hopefully. But also, there's going to be a lot of chaos. And we have to be in terms with our own good, our own benefits. And, um, oh, here comes the kitty. And really, you know, find a place where we call home. Because this planet is our home, right? This planet is our home. This body is our home. And us, as we are tying in with each other, as we are starting to build up a tribe, even if it's online or not online, it's still a tribe. And it is very important that we don't discard that because that's our strength. That gives us ability to coexist on a new level that hasn't yet been created. So, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and continue to connect. Continue to go deeper and continue to be at service the way you are. Lots of love from me to you and enjoy this (laughs) very uh, interesting version of the Christmas story. Oh, the other night I had this dream about, uh, um, oh, what are they called in English? The Amanita mushroom. Amanita mushroom. We call them uh, Flugswamp in Swedish. Let's see, I'm going to Google here. Amanita mushroom. Excuse me. So yeah, fly agaric or fly amanita. They're beautiful, right? They're red with the white dots. And I had this dream of these uh, beautiful mushrooms popping out of the ground and uh, starting to talk to me and show me like all these beautiful um, places in earth, on earth. And uh, basically, you know, the magic of them. So why am I telling you this? Because it ties into the Santa Claus thing. Um, let's see. So I was trying to tell this story, uh, the other day. And I realized that I had forgotten all about it. (laughs) So now I'm Googling it. And let's see if I can refresh the memory of it. But what I know about it is uh, that basically 
this story of this mushroom is is connected to what the shamans in mainly Siberia used uh, during the winter time after after picking it uh, in the fall. And they grow mainly around pine trees, so that's also the connection to to the pines, right? Uh, but anyway, what I've been told or what I've heard is that these shamans, the Siberian shamans, are usually dressed all in white, white and red, right? Red and white. And uh, what they do for preparation is that they feed the Amanita mushroom to uh, the deer, right? The deer, as in Santa's deer, the deer. And then the deer uh, pee it out and then they drink the pee and they get hallucinogenic effects and go into trance, right? Um, and usually this is a ceremony that takes place during the winter solstice. And what happens during the winter solstice? Well, it's the Christian celebration of uh, of the birth of Christ, which is also just another way of, you know, the church uh, basically raping costumes connected to ancient traditions, just like they do with everything else. Uh, yes, I said it. Yes, I fucking hate religion. I am a very spiritual person and I love uh, spirituality and I love traditions and I love rituals and that's why I speak about it. It's so important to me. I love connection to faith and connection to God and connection to source and connection to to the philosophies of uh, what is brought forth in a lot of religions. Um, and you'll find it in a lot of religions. You'll find it in 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 all the major ones and also in the minor ones and i feel like a lot of things uh, well a lot of branches a lot of branches let's just say that and and uh f folklore or um traditional settings of beliefs based upon myth and based upon uh well the settings of the traditional life themes of the various tribes or tribal communities has been put into a category of religious behaviors when it is simply the white man's, and yeah, I'm going to say it, the white man's adaptation of what they believe is religion. When in fact religion is, religion doesn't even exist. Religion is bullshit. What does religion mean? Let's not talk about that, okay? <laughs> but anyway, religion is all about beliefs, right? But beliefs can be dogmatic. Re beliefs can be dogmatic. And so, if we look at the tradition around Santa Claus, right? It's a very dogmatic belief. It's, well, some say it's, it's a fairy tale. A lot of people actually do, right? And some people say that it's truth. Usually children that believe the story. And some people say that it has its original roots connected to religion or religious beliefs. Whatever that is, right? 
and uh it's just funny it just hit me i was actually just like the side note here i was actually about to study uh a master's of of religious um history and then i chose art history instead because of the dogma so right so we go into it so it's it's also partially it's based upon the uh movement of the church which is uh, from the tradition of the saint known as St. Nicholas. And St. Nicholas was this, um, well, man who went around in the name of the church and just handed out gifts, right? And, like, don't get me wrong. Just let me be honest with this. Like, I, I love a lot of messages of the messages of Christ, I love a lot of the messages of messages of of um and the teachings of um of what God is to the Christians. I love that. Like I don't don't get me wrong. I don't want to pee on anything, right? But I'm gonna pee on where there's a false fire. And let's just put it straight. Like religion is just killing ourselves based upon beliefs that are false. Because any belief uh, that is taken out of context is false, right? We could actually go that far to say that any belief is, is false because anything that we truly believe is a conviction. And the conviction has to hold the key to that there is uh, a seclusion, and what does conviction and seclusion coincide with? Well, separation. That's why I don't jive with uh, dogmas, because they are so full of separatism. Same with politics. They're so full of separatism. Politics are filled with dogmas, right? There you go. Maybe know I'm talking about this. So... <sighs> A lot of these things from, let's go back to the reindeer and St. Nicholas and all of that. A lot of these things are, it, it says that it's a, it's a borrowed, um, borrowed tradition. I would say it's a stolen tradition because the solstice is sacred. The solstice, both the summer and the winter solstice is a sacred time of the year. And it has been for thousands of years, thousands of years, even before there were humans on earth, even before that, solstice, solstice was still sacred. Why is that? Well, it's a return of the sun, right? It's, it's a moment in the time-space continuum, and even beyond that concept, it's a moment when there is a death and rebirth, when a cycle has ended and a new cycle begins, when there is a stop and a start, when there is something in between the stop and the start, and that is the void, and that void is a circle itself. It's a sacred gathering. It's a collection of information, of loose ends into the pot of life, and we boil it down to whatever is the magic theme of that night, right? And we can all, all have magic themes. 
But so the adaptation is the magic theme is the consumption, right? It's the consumption. Um, so it's not so magic, right? It's actually quite the opposite. It's very uh, deceptive and full of disease. Consumption actually is the name, the, the old, old terminology used for cancer. So that, and that's what cancer does. It consumes the body, it consumes the cells through, uh, well, they say mutation, but it's a, it's a devolution. It's a devolution. And there you go. There's a root to to the devil and devil is not it's not the analogy for the devil it's if you listen to it's d before we used before we used the word the as in t h e we used uh, it comes from the latin or the french root uh, the d right just the d so we put evil and then we put the d the evil it's the evil it's not a person the devil you can say whatever right like lucifer exists right but that's another thing the evil is the evil it's it it's that shit <laughs> to a lot of people let's just take this analogy with santa claus to a lot of people the story of santa claus is a concept or a conceptualization of a fairy tale of a myth the myth itself of santa claus derives from the myths of a combination of the Saint Nicholas and the gnome. And the gnome comes from Scandinavia, from the northern realm, from the Nordic area. And the gnome is, we have different gnomes here, right? We have house gnomes and we have wood forest gnomes and we have uh, barn gnomes that are kind of like the house gnomes. But during Christmas is especially the house gnomes that gets a lot of attention because the house gnome is a little bit larger. It the house gnome is almost like uh like up to like knee high uh character that usually has a hat on. Well, because it's cold, right? They have a red hat or a green hat. They're depicted as something green hat or gray hats, but let's just say red hat. And because it's cold, it's snow outside. And they have a long beard because gnomes are like little people, right? But they live forever. So they come in uh, the forms of old wise women or wise men, sometimes mischievous women and mischievous men. And let's say, let's also count this in. The mischievous part actually comes from the uh, myth of the... Uh, what is it called? Julbocken. Uh, what is the word for that? Let's see. Julbocken. Julbocken. Well, the translation translation according to Wikipedia is um, the Jule goat, and so as probably a lot of you guys know, Jule is the actual the actual name of the winter solstice celebration before it was a mass of christ the christ mass christmas right before that because according to history and several downloads and channelings and well even religious texts the uh, the birth of Jesus was not in December. Like, Jesus is not a Capricorn, you guys. <laughs> He's an Aries. Or at least Pisces. Well, let's get on. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
So the Yule means a wheel, and the wheel is like a well, a circle is a tra transition, and the wheel, it it starts and it ends and it rotates and it ev evolves or devolves depending on what actions you've done. It's connected to karma. It's connected to the wheel of Saturn. It's connected to the wheel of time and the wheel of fortune and to tarot. And the goat, the goat is a Germanic, they say a Germanic, but it's really derived from the Nordic tradition, Scandinavian tradition, which is also partially Germanic. Uh, the, the goat came and knocked on the door and checked if there was any naughty or nice children. What the fuck does that mean? Well, you guys, it means the naughty or nice is not about, oh, have I been naughty and nice? Can I have a gift? Fuck no, it's karma knocking on your door, banging, saying, hey, this year is ending. This wheel is coming to a conclusion. What do you want to do about it? Are you ready to pay your debts? Or are you going to eat up your own detriments? You going to be good this time around? Or how are you going to continue to be naughty? Yeah. So people were scared of the Yule goat because that was a scary fuck. He actually looked like uh, Bill's bub, which a lot of people connect with, uh, uh, with, well, the devil, but it's not really the devil because people consider karma evil, right? Well, karma is neither evil nor good. Karma is karma. It's what you create for yourself. What is evil is uh, the intention behind the actions, the energy that drives it. Is it driven from love or is it driven from lust? You choose, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point of things, right? Uh, so there you go. So, so the, like, Santa Claus is not like this beautiful uh, white-haired man that wants to... Uh, come and give everybody uh, gifts so you will buy more Coca-Cola or anything like that. Actually, it ties in pretty good because what happened then, you know, we celebrate Christ and then we want to like give gifts to Christ, right? Because he was born, right? It's his birthday. So we're going to give gifts to each other because happy us that Christ was born. He can, he can die again and again and again for our sins because all we do is fucking sin while we consume ourselves to death. Yeah, it sounds pretty bad, right? But I'm actually going to read you something that I wrote that I'm going to post with this. And it's called consumerism. And it might be a little bit strong, but let's just go ahead and do it. And then we'll do the wrap up of the cycle. So I wrote, <clears throat> it's a dis-ease that everything is a business. It's ill that health is made to be expensive and exclusive. There is no excuse for that but the one truth that capitalism brings, which is consumerism. What is consumerism? It's industrialization of the mind. And who profits from it? Well, not the ones who's already in despair and in need for help. That which aids the ones in need is the non-profits. Now, isn't that twisted? I say, let's all profit and let's make it all accessible and all inclusive. But let me just pause here. That's not going to happen, right? Because, because 
in 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 this world that we live in there is so much uh detriment and hunger and lust and gluttony and we can even look at that in christmas we give birth to like really ugly false hope that we put and instill in each other anyone that has a good heart will be instilled with the false sense of hope that humankind will somehow rise from the fallen and never consume again. But they only get this kind of hope through consumption, which is also twisted, right? And then, right, we also get false sense of hope through that people are always like helping out the ones in need. And, you know, that's the tradition from St. Nicholas, right? Giving to the people in need. But it's all based upon consumerism. And it's so, it's like, if you look at it from a wider perspective, the consumerism that happens during Christmas or even Easter, all of those Christian celebrations, all of the religious celebrations, actually, all of the religious celebrations, but especially Christian celebrations, uh, all of the consumerism that happens, if you put that on a way, on a scale, right, and if you if you put that next to the good deeds that happen during Christmas, what do you think will will be more heavy, the consumerism or the good deeds? Really, just be honest with yourself, right? But then you have to ask yourself, what is a good deed? Well, a good deed is a deed that is actually happening unconditionally. It's giving that is happening unconditionally without an intent of getting something back. It's a service. It's an offering. And that's what the wise men did when Jesus was born, which was not during the 25th of December. It was not that date. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you may question me on that, but I know. <laughs> I know. It was not. And they were giving selflessly. They were giving offerings because it was the coming of Christ. It was the coming of a new age. And... He was actually born during during Easter. That's why also it's celebrating during Easter his death. That's when it happens. So he's an Aries, right? Anyway, let's continue. Uh, of course, that is not a realistic out view on life, rather an idealistic or even utopian anarchistic one. However it may be, we all as humans need food, water, shelter, sharing, nurturing, touch, etc. Some needs are more profound than others. Some are more of desires dressed up as needs. And some are actual urges and has nothing to do with needs. You don't have to be anyone or anything to wake up and discover the grace of life, free as it comes, free as it is, and free as possible. It is not a fact that there is a worldwide phenomenon of industrialization that is mind-altering, but the fact that there is so many inauthentic businesses related to health, self-help, and spirituality that leaves many clueless. There are, of course, many great healing modalities, and all practitioners, no matter art or skillfulness, have their own human needs, their own urges, and their own desires." Today's New Age practitioners, quote-unquote New Age, comes from ancient gnosis, which is gnosis and knowledge. It's a gnostic, gnosis is knowledge. And in, uh, in, uh, uh, in Vedic scriptures, it's called it jnani. Uh, 
that has been passed down through centuries before we had to use a tree to write or carve our imprints into solid rock. It's still around for a reason, this knowledge, this gnosis. Not because it's promoted as self-healing modalities online or even at cool retreats, but because there are few dedicated human beings who still, no matter social status, background, race, gender, or all that nonsense, to this day knows how to listen. Listen to what? Well, you go out and you'll find out. Taste the rain, smell the air, feel the ground, lay awake in the midnight, just look, listen, and feel. <sighs> All of this is free, freely given, unconditionally. It is nobody's business to profit from what should be freely accessible to all. It is nobody's business to profit from what should be freely accessible to all. It is nobody's fault that it isn't, but it is everybody's responsibility. Listen to this. It is everybody's responsibility. So, let's just take this for a minute and just say that, like... I urge all of us to pick up the magic wand of our own and start to wave it around with our own magic in our own presence and awareness and not point it at each other, but point it at ourselves. And use our own inner powers and take responsibility to freely access our own power, to freely harness our own power. Let's continue. Still the disease lingers until we learn to heal from the power that subdues our minds into beliefs of lack or brokenness. The disease is consumerism through capitalism. It has been force-fed to us for generations and in fact has been so since quote-unquote the dark ages went all fluffy for the elite. The renaissance means rebirth. There was never a rebirth. It was disguised, continual abuse of humanity. To take that which is the most natural to us from us. To take life force and then capitalize on it. It is obscene. How could anyone ever own this that is not ours to own? This land, this earth, this life, this truth, this body, this being. It is so simple. Programming makes it complicated. Being in presence with the grace of God, it is so, so simple. So, end of scripture. What I'm talking about here is simply that disease comes from something that is not easeful, something that is not grateful. It is resistance, it is fighting, it is, um, it is a clash, it is separation, it is torment, it is, well, not true. It is dissonance, it is disempowering. Yet, someone can be empowered through somebody else's disempowerment, if they are of the vampiric kind. And it's kind of what I've been talking about throughout this, to wrap this up, uh, throughout this season, actually. So...
so my dearly beloveds that was the end of that <laughs> mishmash of a Christmas carol or story of the Yule and as we're ending this Yule this wheel because one year is a cyclical event and one decade is also a cyclical event we are forming a new form and going into an evolved state hopefully and you can read my latest blog post which is about how to evolve out of cyclical events through trusting in knowing and it talks a little bit about the knowing that I mentioned shortly here in the story called Gnosis or Yunani so I want to thank you for listening I hope you enjoy this <laughs> this beautiful um, well input I felt a little bit listening to it like I was um, you know the, the Greek dad and my my big fat Greek wedding but I guess that's just the Capricorn in me and wanting to share um, all of these connections and that's what I'll keep on doing so I'll see you in the next season and the next episode is coming out very soon stay tuned Bye. And oh, Happy New Year.